Hello and welcome to a Latter-day Family Podcast. I'm Todd Michael. I'm Amber Michael. So we normally record this podcast on Wednesday nights, but last night we tried for about 20 minutes and then threw in the towel because (sighs) our eight-month-old was so noisy. Oh my gosh, we could barely concentrate on what we were saying. Yeah, in fact, I'll uh, insert a clip. So go ahead and take a listen of how it went. I mean, sometimes you're just not consciously thinking about it. Yeah, right. Does that sound bad? No, that's the point. Like, that's yeah. the idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh I really don't want to have to start this whole segment over. Let's just push through. Okay. You can handle it. Okay. <laughs> and the punchline of that is that. We may or may not have any more success tonight. He's awake again. <laughs> so, uh, good news for you young married folk who enjoy the baby sounds. You'll hear plenty. Bad news for us. <laughs> Bad news for those of us who are trying to concentrate on gospel topics while wrestling a large toddler. Well, not toddler. What is he? He's an infant, Crawl? I guess, still. Infant? Really? I don't know. How, lo- how long so did they go? He's so big. <laughs> well, just because he's giant. <laughs> I can't hey, he's call the him. He's size of a toddler, but he's eight months old. <laughs> a giant toddler. A giant toddler baby. Uh, anyway, so tonight we are talking about offending God. Um, not that we want to do that, but that's the topic we're discussing. Why we offend God, how we offend God. Um, and then a little bit about when people take offense by God or offended by God. Mm-hmm. If, it always sounds weird to me to say offended by God because it makes it sound like he did something yeah. quote-unquote offensive. It's unrighteous. Yeah, an offense. unrighteous offense yeah. toward God. There we go. Uh, so to set the stage for why or how we offend God, um, we were looking through some of the scriptures that talk about when God is offended, and there's really only one that lays it out quite so clearly. Mm -hmm. And that is in Doctrine and Covenants section 59, verse 21. And in nothing doth man offend God or against none is his wrath kindled, save those who confess not his hand in all things and obey not his commandments. So I see in that kind of two main uh, veins, of course, when we, don't obey his commandments that's mm-hmm. sin mm-hmm. or or direct you know more obvious overt sin yeah i think that's the obvious one yeah that's easier to spot yeah of easier course to... i sinned so i offended god right yeah. easier to see in ourselves easier to see in others yep um but this other piece of confessing not his hand in all things that one i think is easier to see in others and harder to see in ourselves yeah i agree I mean, I don't think it's a surprise that we were asked to show gratitude to God in November of last year by President Nelson. I think right. that we were not being grateful as a people in general. <laughs> I know yeah. I'm not always the best That's at being true. grateful to God. And it comes with an, an awareness. If you don't mm-hmm. recognize what he's done for you, you literally can't be grateful for it. Yeah. So um, that's one I think it's hard why I say it's harder to detect in yourself because 
you can't necessarily know the things that you're not being grateful for. Mm -hmm. Like you, you can't know, Oh, I'm not recognizing his hand in these dozen blessings. Mm -hmm. If you don't know that you have those dozen blessings or you're not seeking out those blessings. Yeah. Even with some of the things we've talked about in previous podcasts, like our housing that we've always felt like was a miracle that was given to us by God. We didn't necessarily always from the very beginning notice that and be, and give him the credit for that. It's in retrospect. And as we got like a few steps down, we started to see more like, wow, this has been a miracle for us. And then we were able to see it more in the future as we were able to like recognize it in the past, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, (laughs) and that's, that's exactly it. It's like a skill Mm -hmm. that you refine. So the more that you do take that time to reflect, because it is way easier in retrospect. Oh yeah. To spot. (laughs) Those times, you're like, no, I should have really been grateful for that. Uh-huh. Or that was actually going my way. I didn't realize it in all these different ways. Yeah. So, yeah, the more you sharpen that skill in retrospect, then it is true. You can start to see those patterns form mm-hmm. and make those connections in the present and going into the future a lot more seamlessly. Yeah. It's like the more you practice noticing your blessings and being grateful for them, the more you see them. And you notice that in older church members or, you know, people who have been. Oh, yeah practicing the gospel for a longer time they always seem so positive and i know <laughs> sometimes you're like wow that what a phony why is he smiling all the time like our state patriarch oh yeah he never talks about things with a cloud of negativity or or never. like it or hopeless. Never heard that. he's anytime he talks about things and, and his family has been through insane things like uh-huh. insane trials uh-huh. and he always has this hope and this brightness and this smile about him yeah but it's because he's always relating it to the gospel. He's always recognizing that the Lord's hand must be at work. Yeah. And so then things will work out. Yeah. It's amazing to, it's amazing to just be around him, honestly, because he's so positive. Absolutely. As president Hinckley says, things always have a way of, oh, I did I totally, that was like a Jimmy Stewart and president Hinckley. It was. <laughs> be true. Two of your things best have a way of working out. <laughs> What a marvel. <laughs> You're still doing it. <laughs> what a marvelous world we live in. All right. I need to refine that. That was terrible, yeah. even for me. I think he used to be better at it. You used I to know. More. I used to hear him speak well, yeah. more. With <laughs> all due respect, may he rest in peace. Yeah. Or not rest in peace. That's Is rest in peace Latter-day Saint friendly? I don't know. Because you're not really resting. You're in the spirit world. I know. I never thought about that. Work in peace? Anyway, yeah. May he work in peace. (laughs) May he proselytize to the lost souls in peace. There you go. Um, Okay. So we we know how we offend God. Did you have anything else you wanted to say about offending God? Um, One thing, yes. Okay. I was going to ask in general, like, well, how do you know? Sometimes you don't really necessarily notice when you've offended God. Sometimes it's really obvious, like you just lack of the spirit with you. Yeah. But what are, what are ways for you that you notice when you've offended God? That's a great question. I think sometimes it's, um, it's noticing how my habits have changed. Like Mm -hmm. my prayers become less fervent or, my scripture study becomes more rote Mm -hmm. or kind of these subtle things where I don't see myself connecting with him as frequently throughout my day. Mm -hmm. And, um, 
And then other times, like you say, it's those more obvious ones where I just know I'm doing the same stupid stuff that I know better. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like returning to old habits or um, letting go of new, better habits that I had formed and Mm -hmm. I felt closer to the spirit. Oh, yeah. But I don't know if I had to boil it down into one main one key, it really would be the companionship of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. I noticed the lacking of it. Yeah. I don't always notice when I have it, but it becomes blatantly obvious when it weakens or when I don't have it with me. Yeah. I definitely agree. I always thought like that since I wasn't feeling the Holy Ghost all the time, that like I was doing something wrong. I wasn't having right. it with me. Fish out of water sort of thing. Yeah. And then there'll be times where I'll do something that offends the spirit and then I'll realize it was just with me all the time. It was just my normal. Right. So that's for me for sure is the way that it's just gone and I can feel that it's gone. It's kind of like you, not, not that you should go out of your way to offend God, of course, but you almost need those points of contrast to then recognize all yeah. the times when you do have the spirit. With yeah. You. It's like those little checks when you're, Oh, I guess I was doing okay before and I need to get back. I need to course correct. Yeah. And then another way that going along with that, with the having the spirit offended, I mean, the spirit not with me so much is just the way that I have interactions with the people around me. And it's interesting to me, like Mm. when I've offended God, then like I'll be super grouchy for example like with the kids and with Mm -hmm. sorry the baby's super loud (laughs) they can handle (laughs) the kids and with you and then i'll realize suddenly that i'm like affecting everyone's day so that they're all off too right (laughs) interesting how just the loss of the spirit for one person can affect all those people around them too or especially in a household yeah oh no i see that too like absolutely hands down some of the most, not even just contentious, but just dull and miserable days in our home, mm-hmm. I can directly tie back to some stupid thing that I did or, you know, me having the spirit of contention uh-huh. in, in me and letting that kind of dominate my um, my mindset for that day or, you know, for the day before. Yeah. And so, yeah, it, it really can be... Um, Unfortunately for your family, yeah, it can be a chain reaction. Yeah. Then there's the other side of that where like uh, one of our relatives that lives in a home that has contention in it a lot. Mm-hmm. When he comes over to our home, he will often remark to me that how nice it feels in our home. Like, right. Cause the spirits reside oh, here. Yeah. So there's again that contrast. So right? there's that yeah. as well. Like when you are doing a good job. So there's a relationship between being offended by God and offending God. And I didn't really think about it until we were preparing for this podcast, but it's based on the same principles. So when people are offended by God, there's really two main ways that they are. They, one, want to control God. So like they want to tell God what to do. God, you don't understand me and my plight. Here's... Mm -hmm here's the doctrine that you need to change Yeah. or here are the policies that need to be shifted or here's the way that you don't understand what I need. Mm -hmm. So now I'm going to inform you of that. And you know, they're doing it through his prophet Mm. or through his leaders or through their local leaders. Yeah. They're not necessarily always directly relating it to God, 
but it's the same thing. Yeah. And then the other way is you want to have a false god before him. <laughs> he is trolling us. <laughs> he came back. He crawled all the way back into the kitchen just to do that. I know it sounds cool, sweetheart. Son, God is offended by your actions. I don't think he is. Oh, yeah. Children don't offend him. Darn. <laughs> you look so cute banging that little lightsaber <laughs> onto the floor. He does look adorable. <laughs> um, so... <laughs> It all relates back if you're talking about being uh, not wanting to obey God and not acknowledging his hand in all things. Mm -hmm. That directly relates to wanting to control him or tell him what he has wrong or what, what he doesn't understand and then wanting to have a false God before him. And they all mm -hmm. revolve around pride. And we, of course, know from President Benson that the root of pride is enmity either toward God or toward man. So if we talk about it specifically toward God, you're, you're putting your will above his mm -hmm. and that's, what's offending him. And the converse of that is what brings him more joy than anything when you submit your will to him. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're recommitting every week in the sacrament, right? Mm -hmm. That we submit our will, submit our will to him. Um, and so that, that parallel of like, when I see people get so offended by, basically by God, but, mm -hmm. you know, through policies or doctrines yeah. of the church, it always is them saying some form of, well, I think, or I know mm -hmm. better. My way is better. Yeah. I mean, if you think about it, putting your own will before God's will is breaking the commandments because you're supposed to love God first and foremost. <laughs> right. So, that, and that's a commandment. And what is the most common form of people breaking that commandment that we see today? Trying to put the second great commandment before the first. Well, I just really understand the plight of this subgroup. Mm -hmm. Their intersectional mm -hmm. plights all create a hardship that I have to understand and sympathize with. And I couldn't possibly accept a gospel that doesn't include them, right? So mm -hmm. this idea that anything that doesn't fit with the gospel must not be of God because the gospel couldn't possibly exclude anybody. Mm -hmm. We literally know the foundation of the very gospel of everything that is of this earth was before any of it started, a third of the hosts of heaven rebelled and were cast out. Like, yeah. We already know a third of us didn't even make it to this second estate. But these people are going to be so arrogant to think, no, 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 no. God includes would, everybody, yeah, no matter what. God would have to include everyone, no matter what they do, yeah. whether they obey or disobey, yeah. whether they care about his commandments or not. Mm -hmm. This has to work for all of us. Yeah. Well, then why are point. there kingdoms of glory? I know, that's a good point. Like he literally prepared a way for all of us to receive happiness in whatever degree of obedience we choose. Mm -hmm. That is evidence that he knows we're not all going to choose the same degree of obedience. <laughs> That's a good point. And it doesn't mean we can't just be kind and Christ-like to sure. people that we don't agree with, but it doesn't mean we have to agree with everything that they say. Or change everything or change. to meet their exactly. whims. Exactly. If God is eternal and unchanging, then we offend him when we expect him to change or when we say, well, this is just a man-made policy. Mm -hmm. The brethren are out of touch. No. They'll eventually catch up. Oh, they'll, they don't understand, but they'll eventually. <laughs> you know, when, when President Uchtdorf 
gets yeah, higher I'm up. Favorite. <laughs> <laughs> He'll influence. He's woke enough. Oh gosh, I'm with President Oaks. If he's the prophet, then we're oh, leaving yeah. the oh, he's so old school. How could he? I just can't even. So, one of our biggest um, themes that that I tweet about a lot are false gods, mm-hmm. and people have a lot of false gods. Yeah, and. Um, you know, another way to think about them are, are fi- false idols. Yeah. And it's really important for people who have, you know, we all have false idols, but I think it's really important for people to have a way to overcome those. And, you know, you talk about, you know, narcotics. If people are addicted to narcotics, they have Narconon. If they're addicted to alcohol, they have Alcoholics Anonymous. Mm-hmm. But really, what do we have for idols, for false gods? I don't know. There's nothing out there. Oh. At least there wasn't. Until now. Until now. <laughs> uh, we're very pleased to be debuting a, a wonderful startup called Idols Idolatry Anonymous. I really need to write down the name of these. Sponsors. You're <laughs> offending them. They're not going to sponsor us anymore. Idol Anon is a fantastic <laughs> company. I hope that all of you will take advantage of their services and uh, go ahead and take a listen. We'll be right back. Do you spend most of your time worshipping false gods? Are you so deeply deceived that you can barely acknowledge the very idols to which you bow? Is your concept of having other gods before your Heavenly Father so limited that you fail to recognize your inappropriate fixation with people, products, organizations, and ideologies that stand in direct opposition to everything given to us by the one and only true and living God as being a cancer to your eternal soul? Introducing... Idolatry Anonymous. Simply open up any scripture, talk, book, or article from the Gospel Library and use your eyes or ears and brain to read the words. With Idol Anon, not only can you decrease time wasted on Babylonian nonsense, you can increase your time spent actually worshipping your creator. Edifying! Is binge watching from three different streaming services part of your weekend wind down? Idol Anon can help. Do you call it gaming with the guys to feel better about the fact that you're alone and haven't been in the same room as any of them in months? Let Idol Anon bring you out of the neon glow and into the light. Do you think your political cringe posts are totally justified by your religious beliefs because you can always find a way to support them with an obscure quote from a 70? Not to worry! With Idol Anon, you'll care more about living your religion than forcing everyone else to through legislative coercion. Thanks, Idol Anon! No matter the false god, no matter how obscure the idol, no matter how deep your fetish runs, Idolatry Anonymous can bring you back from the depths of your own spiritual blindness. Idol Anon, because what's at stake is your eternal soul. That was probably my least sarcastic, sarcastic commercial I've done yet. No, I know. Basically just me saying, read your scriptures, you guys. <laughs> anyway, so uh, speaking of false gods, I, I tweeted last week uh, asking a call for people to submit their, the most common false gods are ones that they personally struggle with. So we're going to go through and read some of them. We're going to talk about some of our own that resonate with us mm-hmm. um and i guess we'll just see how many we get through we probably won't get to all of them yeah um so what are what's one that jumped out at you the top one for me is comparison mm. um that's one that i struggle with constantly even honestly with stuff that i feel fairly confident 
and I still, yeah. when I see somebody doing it better than me, I still feel uh, like my back bristles a little bit. Twitter that just, must be annoying for you. It is. <laughs> <laughs> no, just because it just comes down to me not feeling confident in myself and yeah. some other issues from that I'm still working through. But yeah, and I definitely know that that's one of mine. So. It's not like I'm going, well, that's just what I do. It's not something I like. So if we talk about that and specifically in terms of being a false god or being an idol, how does that get in the way of, of your worship of God? Well, then you feel like you can't progress as much because you're thinking, well, I'm never going to be that person yeah. or whatever. Like It's usually though has to do with more of culture of the church mm -hmm. than actual doctrinal stuff because right. I feel like I'm fairly confident in my testimony and mm -hmm. those things like that. So I guess not everything. I don't hear someone bear their testimony and compare myself in that way. Right. But yeah, I just, I guess just in more of the cultural ways that makes sense but then you know that holds me back from like if we were gonna go to like award activity or something mm -hmm. like that say and i feel intimidated by some other most of the people in the ward or something like that then i'm not gonna be as outgoing you know yeah. <laughs> that kind of stuff and so i'm not building up the people in my ward i mean i'm not saying i don't do that but no but i it's don't a do huge it as obstacle. well as i can you're, that is a really hard one yourself for me. a lot yeah mm -hmm. no offense but yeah no, I'm used to being isolated because I'm yeah. from an abusive parent who yeah. basically isolated me. <laughs> and right. I'm still working through that. So I'm better than I used to be. Oh, absolutely. But I'm not where I want to be. But yeah, which so. is a good awareness to have. Yeah. Yeah. One of my top ones um, that no one will be surprised to hear is social media. <laughs> the false god of distraction, weapons of mass distraction. I... I justify it sometimes by saying, well, you know, some guys are spending all these hours watching sports or <laughs> blah, blah, blah. But I mean, the reality is, as, as Jim Gaffigan says, it's all McDonald's. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not any better than anybody else. I waste probably a couple hours a day on social media, realistically, if I pieced it all together. Mm -hmm. um, which, you know, some of that time I'm legitimately tweeting about gospel things yeah. and maybe doing some good, but plenty of that time I'm just reading people's idiot food takes or, <laughs> you know, looking at pictures of beards or things that are just beards. like not, <laughs> not essential to my salvation. Yeah. And um, the, the times when it really gets me is when I'm like at the end of the day, if I'm praying and I'm kind of reflecting on my day mm -hmm. and I take inventory of how much time I spent on some of that frivolous stuff and then how little time I spent with, you or with the kids mm -hmm. or studying the gospel or, you know, things like that, because it's super easy when the kids are being noisy and I just want to zone out to mm -hmm. plug into my phone, tune everybody out and bam, 30 minutes has passed. Yeah. So that's when I have to con consciously be really aware of and, and not let get out of hand. Yeah. That's a tough one. Sometimes in the day I'll, I'll be scrolling through and the, <laughs> it's not like I do very much, but Pretty social media minutes. is not one that I just have time for because of the age of our kids are, and how much they need my yeah. attention. But like sometimes I'll be 
looking at something and then I'll realize one of them's been talking to me. Happens <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to me all the time. I feel like that. Who was the elder high ring? I think. When, oh yeah. Are you in talk, there? Grandpa, <laughs> are you in there? He's like <laughs> his grandson. He's, I don't know. You remember he's doing reading the paper or something. Yeah. That and was he, a call to repentance yeah. for me. I remember that talk. <laughs> that was a rough low one. point. Yep. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. That's a good one. Yep. Um, one that is not, as I referenced before, hard for me is sports. Mm -hmm. But I do see that a lot. People yeah. get really, I mean, it's the last year has kind of thrown a wrench in that because yeah, there aren't as many sports. But just over the years, as someone who doesn't play sports or at least organize sports, I'm athletic, but not mm -hmm. organized sports, um, who doesn't ever watch sports or know anything about sports. Yeah. I'm more aware when it is brought up and it's funny because yeah, it becomes like a, a crutch for a lot of, I mean, specifically men, mm -hmm. um, like socially that becomes not just one of the things that they can connect on, but the thing. So yeah. like at church, that's just kind of what they'll, yeah. and, um, you know, social media, you'll see these accounts. I mean, Desnet razzes on them all the time, so I don't want to <laughs> yeah, do. go off on a tangent, but you know, these accounts, like the whole account is dedicated to that's their, their one sports team. Yeah. That it's like, really, that's your whole identity? Yeah, that's interesting. Um, so, I don't know that that is wrong in small doses, but mm -hmm. anytime that you're vicariously experiencing masculinity through someone else actually accomplishing something, yeah, seems like you're robbing yourself of what could be much more satisfying. Or much, you know, even, yeah. even if you're just out playing a pickup game every weekend or, or you know, just somehow incorporating it into your real life. Mm -hmm. I respect that a lot more than like, I just consume sports, mm -hmm. other men being physical and I'm sitting on my butt the whole time. Yeah. That makes sense. Which I, again, acknowledge social media is sedentary and I'm a hypocrite. Okay. Yeah, well, some, that's your sports. Like that's you my sports. Yep. <laughs> it's not like my you're McDonald's. saying you don't have any of them. No. <laughs> One that's bit was harder for me in the past, but not as much right now, and not because of anything that I have done mm -hmm. to overcome it is the is consumptive entertainment. <laughs> yeah, um, I just <laughs> I love watching movies and TV, but I never get to watch movies or TV yeah. <laughs> now just because of our kids. You get to watch and, Naughty uh, and yeah, I watch Mickey little Mouse kids shows. And... Yeah. <laughs> So I can sing all the theme songs from yeah. <laughs> the horrible kid shows. I'm just saying you said you never watch TV. That's actually I not know. true. That's true. I'm trying not to watch those <laughs> most of the time. <laughs> Except they love it when I watch with them. They get all excited. Anyway, so it's hard to because it's I wouldn't mind watching stuff with them more if there's anything interesting we could both watch. Right. They need to make more family entertainment. I guess that's. Yeah. Well, BYU TV tries. Yeah. They and do. Some of their shows our kids will watch. I know. Some of them. So good job, BYU TV people. Keep yeah. going. I know. And then do it like way better. Our oldest will ask to watch Random Acts. Yeah. He likes watching that one. Yeah. With me. <laughs> now, if they could all just be the production value of The Chosen. I know. We could really have something. Some going. of them are pretty good. Some of them are pretty terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that was definitely one that was harder for me, so I can relate to it more, I guess. Yeah. Well, along those same lines, I'll say one that has never been, but I hope one day for it to become <laughs> one for me, and that's money. 
(laughs) (laughs) I've never had enough money for it to become a false god. And I guess that's not necessarily, that doesn't necessarily eliminate it because there's plenty of poor people who the Mm -hmm. lack of money becomes their false god and they view everything through that lens. And I have had times where that was more Mm -hmm. of a temptation, like to resent my not having money Mm -hmm. and to resent other people who have money just because they have money. Oh, you're adorable. Yeah. <laughs> I um, think possessions goes along with that one too. That's yeah. the one that we don't really struggle with that much, but maybe because we just don't have. <laughs> yes. I think as long as you have what you need, you're good. I've never really been one to be like, I need the nicest version yeah. of this. Never. And I worked at Nordstrom for a long time and they have yeah. tons of nice stuff there. <laughs> I never really wanted any of yeah. I remember an elder scorn president when I was preparing for my mission saying, I'm so tempted by the nice car and the nice house. And I just remember in that moment thinking, why? <laughs> in a million years, that would never tempt me. I don't care yeah. what kind of car I drive or what kind of house I will ever have. Yeah. As long as I have room for my family. Mm-hmm. And I get why that is that way for some people. It's interesting how some things are yeah. false gods for some people and it's right. not even a problem for other people. All right, some of the other ones are uh, divorce, which I thought was an interesting one. I'm not sure how, what the context they meant. Maybe just that it exists and people use that as like a easy out rather than, yeah, maybe you know, trying to use the gospel to to patch and heal their marriage or things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, loving man more than God. We touched on that earlier. Mm-hmm. Politics, popularity. Oh yeah influence man politics yeah it really has become its own religion like people Mm. are so dedicated to their political ideologies to the point where it's hard to find religious people who are that dedicated to god yeah i don't mean the same person but i'm just saying like you look at how how faithful some of these people are to their politics and you're hard pressed to find anyone comparably faithful to their yeah religious ideologies that's true. Um, ambition, which that's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely can see how that can become your whole focus and your whole pursuit in the wrong things. Mm-hmm. Recognition. Um, talked about possessions. Personal spirituality. And that's mm. a really important one. Um, I asked for clarification and they recla- yeah. related it back to a Thomas Kincaid uh, <laughs> approach. Like, In other words, kind of showing off and being more performative ah, in your spirituality that, yeah, and that not necessarily sense. seeking God for the sake of your connection with God. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. And there are definitely, definitely those, yeah, the sanctimonious folks on Twitter who jump in and like, I'll make a joke and they'll jump in with their way taking it too seriously mm-hmm. response, but not necessarily because they couldn't have known it was a joke because they want to show that they're a little yeah. more dedicated. And yeah. Have a little more reverence for this topic than yeah. Latter-day Doofus could possibly mm-hmm. We definitely have people in our ward who have these like kind of repeated things that like to say in a more of a <laughs> yeah. showy manner and they'll totally. repeat the same things. And a lot of people probably don't notice, but we're always it's like people a watching. Me, so we always <laughs> love to observe those things and yep. evilly laugh later. But yes. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, that totally makes and sense. And impersonate them. Yeah. <laughs> Much better than my Gordon B. Hinckley. I'm going to have slash to refine Jimmy so, yeah, slash Jimmy. <laughs> Mary. Oh, Mary. It's a marvelous day. Uh, being liked. That's, whew, yeah. that's a good one. Yeah. Um, a few that I thought of were being nice. Mm-hmm. That's a huge false god nowadays. Mm-hmm. Self justification. So, like, um, 
when people are caught up in sin and sin becomes part of their lifestyle. And instead of changing to meet what God wants you to do, you Mm -hmm. just keep justifying it. Like, Mm -hmm. no, I'm actually doing this because, and I mean, I see that on, on both sides, like of of people fighting against the church and Mm -hmm. people who are, you know, wanting to support the church or claim that they want to support the church, but they're like, well, my way of supporting it, yeah. You know, using profanity as I support it is justified. It's God's work or mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not yeah. going to call out specific examples cuz then a bunch of people will get offended even though they shouldn't cuz they yeah. should have listened to our episode. <laughs> I'm not getting offended. But it's all around and and I'm not saying I'm never guilty of it either. Yeah. Um people don't want to give up pieces of their comfort zone. Mhm. It's different from being like, "Well, I do this and I know it's not not a great thing and I'm trying not to" versus well, <laughs> that's just me. That's me. That's I shouldn't I have to change. Yeah. Yeah. I, get I am that. poor. Yeah. I get that. And closely related to that are, are is like comfort and convenience. So mm-hmm. if, if a sin or, um, I don't know, just a, anything, any <laughs> habit is convenient for you and comfortable, you don't necessarily always want to give it up. And so you hold yeah, on to it. It's true. Like I talk about, you know, your favorite sins. Like we all have our favorite sins mm-hmm. that we're not even really wanting to mm-hmm. get rid of. Like we have them and we're okay with them. We've gotten yeah. really comfortable with them and maybe even enjoy them. Maybe we benefit from them, yeah. right? Like you are cheating on your taxes and it's really helping you out financially. Yeah. So you're, you know it's not right. But you kind of like the result. Mm-hmm. And um, those can become really sneaky because they don't feel wrong to us. Yeah. When when there's something that feels wrong to you and you're sensitive to it, you're more motivated Yeah. to get rid of it. That's for sure. It. Yeah. If it doesn't feel sure. wrong, you're kind of waiting for something to stir the pot before you're going to do anything about it. Yeah, it's true. I definitely have a couple of those. Personally. Dr. Pepper. <laughs> no, that wasn't one of them. Do you need an intervention for your Dr. Pepper addiction? Because you know you're addicted, right? Oh, no. Have I ever talked to you about what caffeine does to the brain? It changes oh, no. your brain chemistry. Okay, we don't need to talk about the pop every <laughs> every podcast. Anyway, on that note, good job not being offended. That was great. Oh, thanks. Um, I find offending God to be a fascinating topic simply because it's so obvious to see it in the world and to see, you know, like with non-members, things like that. And I can like point my finger at so many things. Where I'm like, that's offensive to God. Yeah. Just like you alluded to earlier, it's really hard to spot in yourself. Yeah, it is. And so one thing that, that came to mind as we were talking is really who should be the ultimate source of helping you know should be God. Yeah. You should take it to him. And yeah. if, if you know of ways that you're offending him, if they're comfortable for you, mm-hmm. t- take that to him. Tell him in yeah. prayer. Like, I really don't mind swearing like a sailor. And that's what I did when I, when that was more of a habit for me. Like I yeah. was just straight up like, Heavenly Father, I don't care. Like I enjoy this. <laughs> I find it fun. Please help me not find so much joy in it. Yeah. And then it got to the point where I didn't want to anymore. And then it was more along the lines of praying, mm-hmm. give me the strength to control my words. Yeah. Um, and if it's something that you know is wrong, then uh, yeah, pray for the strength to overcome it. Yeah. 
But if you don't have anything readily on your mind, like if you're listening to this and thinking, I'm so glad I don't offend God. Like <laughs> some people have that mindset. Yeah. And I encourage you to repent and ask him how you are offending him. Cause yeah. if nothing else, like if you, if you can check off all the commandments and be like, no, I'm following the commandments. I'm mm -hmm. not offending God. Mm -hmm. Then you really should focus on the other part, the not acknowledging his hand in all things. Cause yeah. I guarantee you've got stuff that he's blessing you with that you're not aware of. I know. It reminds me of that talk that what lack I yet. Um, yes. I don't remember who did it, but if that's one that if you pray, for what what am i lacking right then a lot of times for me at least god will point out the things that i'm doing that are offensive to him that i yeah. didn't necessarily realize were a big deal i mean he knows yeah. so obviously he's aware and he has something to tell you mm -hmm. and he wants you to overcome it because it's offensive to him yeah so he's highly motivated to answer that yeah, prayer so if you're asking he's yeah. gonna tell you yeah simply ask and he will have every reason to answer we hope that nothing we said in this podcast <laughs> offends God. We also hope that the sound of our son slamming repeatedly the lightsaber on the floor didn't offend your ears. <laughs> Thank you for enduring. Thank you for listening. He was still quieter tonight than he was last oh, night. Oh, <laughs> yes. He was much better than last night. And we didn't have to wrestle him. Last night yeah, we were taking turns just wrestling like you were trying to uh, wrangle a gator. Yeah. All right. If you... Uh, for some reason, want to talk to us about any of this on Twitter at Latter Day Doofus, at Latter Day Snark. We always enjoy, especially when people message both of us. It's fun when we're in yeah, that group is chats. So send us your messages. Mm -hmm. Let us know what you think. If you have requests for other topics, we would love those too. We've got plenty that we want to talk about, what we like working in, yeah. things that people want to hear about. And thank you, as always, for being a supportive audience we appreciate you we're not we offended yes. by you and we like the ways that you are not offending god because most of you we know who you are and you're you're great examples to us so it's give a them symbiotic the speech about telling us who they are this time <laughs> <laughs> we know who most of you are there's a few dozen sneaky people out there who i still haven't been told anyway all right thanks everybody thank you Bye. Bye.